Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the found the we have and a electricity line here described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. Being a mother can be overwhelming. There is really no way to sugarcoat it. But there is a line that most mothers will not cross, no matter how overwhelming life seems. On September 4, 2007, a mother pleaded guilty to a crime she committed at the prospect of handling motherhood on her own. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Fernando Valdez, on November 14, 2006, entered his Elkhart, Indiana home after a day of work expecting to be greeted by his family. What he found was silence, a rare thing in a house full of children. As he walked around the home looking for everyone, he entered the basement to find a horrifying sight. Lying on the floor, almost like they were sleeping, were four children. Two children from his wife's previous marriage, eight-year-old Jennifer Lopez and six-year-old Gonzalo Lopez, as well as two of his own, six-year-old Daniel Valdez and two-year-old Jessica Valdez. Lying with them was his wife, 27-year-old Angelica Alvarez. 
He immediately called for an ambulance, and when they arrived, they realized that while all of the children had no pulse, Angelica had the faintest flutter. They rushed her to the hospital where they saved her life. A life, as everyone would soon realize, she didn't want. According to Angelica, she was feeling overwhelmed by the tasks of motherhood. She felt that she was failing her children and that they would be better off in heaven. So she took the children down to the basement, gave them each sleeping pills, though this detail differs depending on the source, and one by one strangled each of them to death with her own bare hands, starting with four-year-old Daniel. She then wrote a suicide note on her computer where she explained that her husband was about to leave her and that she couldn't handle life as a single mother. She then took an electrical cord and attempted to hang herself. When that didn't work, she took a handful of sleeping pills and laid beside her dying children. When she finished her confession and was cleared by the hospital, she was promptly arrested on November 16th and charged with all four murders. The charge came just a day after the children's funeral a funeral attended by 300 mourners. Lawyers argued for quite some time about Angelica's competency and mental state. It was revealed that, prior to the murder, she had been to Elkhart General Hospital for mental health issues, but after her release, remained untreated. Her lawyers claimed that she was unaware of the consequences and, because of her depression, truly felt that this was what was best for her children. The prosecution, on the other hand, disagreed. On September 4, 2007, Angelica Alvarez entered a guilty plea after being found competent to stand trial. Under this guilty plea, she gave up the right to use her mental illness to seek a lighter sentence, and the prosecution agreed to take the death penalty off the table. On September 24, 2007, Angelica was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. She remains there today. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on September 5th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.